Well, welcome to a very special bonus season of The Collective Podcast. We are so glad you guys have trusted us with your time today. You know, earlier this summer, we got our collective women together for a beautiful evening full of worshiping our King and women being able to share tough topics from a biblical worldview. And it was an amazing night. It was so amazing, in fact, that we wanted to package them all together so that you can access them anytime. And I'm so thrilled for you to spend the next couple weeks with us just listening to everything that was shared that night. So join us right now as we listen in. My name's Kristen Belville. Um, I'm a volunteer at Watermark, and I just got married last year, so that's my husband and me, um, and we have our first little one on the way. Um, and thanks. <laughs> so the reason that we, I got involved with the, connective, the Collective Connect is, um, so obviously, like I said, I just got married last year, and entering into a new life stage is kind of like, okay, I've been single for 34 years, and I know how to be single, but how do I be married? How do I be a mother? Um, And my mom passed away in 2009, so I don't really have a mom that I can lean on. So like a lot of y'all, like I'm coming to this ministry and wanted to help get this started because I'm coming to this from a place of need of like, hey, I want a mentor. Like I've done some, a little bit of mentoring and leadering in the past, but like right now I'm in the season where I really need to be poured into. Um, So I'll toss it over to Diane because she's also helping get this started and she'll talk about herself a little. Okay. Okay, I'm Diane Cotton. How are y'all? Is my picture up there? Yes. That's my family. Um, My husband and best friend, um, Larry, been married for 37 years. And then um, my children, who are my most important disciples, um, Catherine, um, who's a member at Watermark, and um, who some of you may know her, and she has a business, and she's a watercolor illustrator. Um, She has a a business called Merry Man Spring. And then um, my sons, Kobe and Corey, um, and their wives, Amy and Aubrey, Actually, it's Aubrey and Amy, (laughs) Kobe and Aubrey, Corey and Amy. That's really hard to say. Um, And then I have four grandchildren. This is an old picture. I have two grandchildren since uh, that were born since this picture. Um, But Kobe and Corey um, started Dude Perfect, so some of you may know them. Um, Recently, about a few months ago, I heard of a desire um, for at Watermark to start a mentoring ministry and that many women have a desire um, to be mentored. And I had recently written a curriculum um, called First Love. Um, My husband and I have really, um, our whole lives, wanted to pour into the generation coming up behind us. Um, Psalm 78, 6 and 7 says that the generation to come might know, even those yet to be born, that they might put their confidence in God. And so that is a strong um, passion. And I just think of a young friend of mine, Kelly, that um, I mentored, and she is single, and then she became a mom, and then, well, then she got married, then she became a mom, and she wanted me to mentor her, and I just thought, what, what is it that um, she needs to know? What do I want to pour into her? And from that, a curriculum called First Love uh, was written. And it starts with really our love for Jesus. Um, everything comes from that. Revelation 2.2 says that, you know, we have 
we can do all these works, but really what he wants is our love. And so as, as um, I came to Callie and told her that I had written this curriculum, we decided to begin um, a training that we could use to help women who want to be mentored or who want to be a mentee. And that the basis is, first of all, our love for Jesus, and everything comes out of that. So it, it um, kind of focuses on six different areas of your life and the training and the different things that we're going to learn, that you can learn in the training, will focus on how to be a mentor and how to be a mentee. All right, cool. Um, so kind of jumping off from what Diane was talking about, I'm going to get into a little bit of what the Collective Connect is, and then I'll kind of wrap up with a little bit of more information. Um, so first, I'll kind of go over our mission statement. Um, so the Collective Connect exists to take the intimidation out of mentorship by training women to organically connect with one another in hopes of cultivating their relationships with Christ through gospel-centered discipleship. So one of the big things we want to emphasize is that mentorship is Christian discipleship. Um, so this is just another form of discipleship. Like a lot of you guys are probably in community groups or you're in the process of getting into community groups. So this is not to replace that. This is just another another layer that can help encourage you in your walk with Christ. Um, and the way that it's structured is that to, um, to find a mentor or a mentee, you would come to one of the collective continued, or sorry, collective connect events like this one, um, where you get to hear some encouragement and some training. Then you would complete an online training that we're working on. It's actually based on Diane's really awesome curriculum. Um, so you get a lot of her really awesome wisdom there, um, but kind of the Reader's Digest version. And then after you do those two steps, you'll be able to get access to a database of women that are either looking for a mentor or women who are looking to mentor someone else. So this is for women who are both looking to mentor and also women who are looking for mentors. So whether you're in one of those positions, the other, or both, because like depending on your life stage, you could be doing both. Um, this is a really great ministry for you. And the training goes over everything from... Um, busting mentorship myths, godly qualities to look for in a mentor and in a mentee, um, how to set expectations to make sure you're both on the same page before you get started, good reasons to say no because mentorship is really great, but there might be a season or some other reason why you would say no to an opportunity. And then, of course, some ideas for how to connect, like, hey, I met someone, I want to be their mentor, how do I contact them? So we really want to take the intimidation out of it so that you guys can organically connect with each other and just have mentorship in whatever way looks the best for you. Um, and then we have a slide with Titus, too, if we can click over to that. Um, so Titus 2, 3 through 5 was kind of the inspiration behind this, and it's something that Diane also had in her curriculum. And it just talks about how older women are likewise, likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Um, 
So just this passage is great for some um, guidelines for what it can look like to be a godly mentor and also what a mentor does. Like a mentor is someone who teaches what is good and what is good is truth. And the goal of that is so God can be glorified. So that's really the heart behind this. Um, and now I'll go ahead and start with our panel. Um, so we're just kind of go going to go down the line and first have our other two panels panelists introduce themselves. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Okay. Um, I'm Jeannie Cox. I have a sweet husband, John, who is on staff here at Watermark and five children from 21 down to 14. And my, the thing you need to know, I think about each woman that you meet is she is really a collective. She's a compilation of all the women who have gone before her and poured into her. So I have a sweet mom who is with Jesus now, who taught me to love his word and his people above all else, and who was a very fearful woman, but I watched her through prayer, turned her fear to faith. I had a grandmother who was an incredible doer, a cook, a cleaner, a farmer's wife. And while she made jelly and sewed, she taught me scripture along the way. So she taught me how to incorporate scripture into your everyday life. And then I had several Sunday school teachers and mentors growing up just through my church who taught me to love the Lord and to follow hard after him just through Sunday school. And as I got into college, I had... Um, I was involved in Campus Crusade for Christ, which is a huge discipleship ministry. And they taught me to figure out who in life are your Peter, James, and John. Who are the people that you are pouring into um, just the word and the life of Christ and the most... Um, memorable of those relationships was Coco Ron, who's taught, sat under a tree and taught me to pray through scripture with me. And she would pray through scripture with me every week. And she really marked my college life. And then as I got into my 20s, I had some mentors. I went into youth ministry, Linda Rowley and Marty Scudder, who were both in my wedding with me, who really um, spoke truth to me. And they helped me not get so full of myself that I couldn't see the truth about the lies I was believing. And then as I got into my 30s and married and came out here, um, people like um, Candy Hill taught me precepts. Jen Klaus came alongside me. She was Jen Lewis at the time. Just friendships became more the peer relationship, discipleship. And then um, we got involved with Watermark and Susie Ashbaugh came alongside me. And as I became a mom, I fell into Donna Detter's lap in a creative homemakers group. And that's what Sophie and I um, feel like as we bring to the table. It was just a monthly meeting of moms, new moms, just like you're about to be. And we would sit and go through books and talk through how we developed a love for our, our, just our Savior, how we developed a love for our husbands, how we developed a love for our children, and then our neighbors and our friends. And we would rotate those four topics through. And that was a decade of impactful conversations that I'm like, okay, I could really, I want that constant conversation going in my life. And so mentorship for me, especially as I became a peer, um, you don't want to make people feel like projects. If you've got a clear student authority relationship with somebody, an age gap, that feels good. But some of my most poignant conversations in the last 20 years have been with women who are maybe younger in the faith, but dear friends. And so what does that look like to really mentor them, but just be true 
to the friendship and not make them feel like they're your disciple as such. So all of those things are on the table for us to talk about. But as you all think through your life, I want you to think through who are the women, good example, bad example, Christian example, not who have really been your fence posts and who have, have impacted you and have become part of the collection of relationships that really made you who you are. Hey y'all, how are you? Good, I'm Sophie McFarlane. Um, I'm married to Mac, we live in Lake Highlands. We have four kids, ages first grade through sixth grade. Jeannie's my mentor. Um, I've also had really natural, awesome mentors through my own mom and my mother-in-law. Um, I think I said I'm married to Mac, so Callie, um, Mac is her older brother. Um, what else? Grew up in Waco from a really large family and met Jeannie through Watermark whenever I, I was on staff here for a little while, so I met her through that. All right, awesome. So we'll just kind of go in this direction. So the first question is, how do you define mentorship? And we'll start with you, Diane. Hmm. Okay, I think mentorship is just um, pouring into someone else's life, something that you know, um, you can be older um, in the faith or older in age, but all of us have something maybe that we know uh, that the person coming up behind us doesn't know. And so mentorship is just really pouring into someone else's life, being aware of somebody behind you that you can share something you know um, to help them grow. And in spiritual mentoring is to help them grow closer to Jesus is what how I would define it. And mentorship for me is um, having in recent years, since I was 40, I'm 53 now, gone, started going through the process of recovery. It's really your sponsor. It is your spiritual mother. It is the person who comes alongside you and it's that really special blend of discipleship, but friendship because they let you see kind of behind the curtains and it's not just programmatic. Um, we're a big sports family. And so a lot of our life revolves around a field and a coach and a group of women. But to me, mentorship is when you have that private, you have that one-on-one -on -one or one to a small group with people where you really can get in the nitty gritty of life and they can share with you the good, the bad, the ugly, and you can thankfully, in my case, learn from a bad example. I would say mentorship for me has really been defined through my experience with Jeannie. Um, and Jeannie's life it just really spoke to me how she carried herself. And she never said, do what I do, watch me. She just said, come with me. I'm in this race too. Learn from my mistakes. So she really brought me into her life and just dove into mine. So to me, that's what mentorship is. That's really awesome. Um, so I know a lot of times when people hear about being a mentor, like they might have this picture in their head of like, oh, I went to seminary or my husband's a pastor or something like that. So um, with the Collective Connect, like it's more about like being someone who's really following Christ faithfully. But just curious for Diane and Jeannie, have either of y'all ever felt like unqualified as a mentor? And if so, how did you handle that? <laughs> Yes, I think you always feel unqualified as a mentor. I think um, in our mind, we think, oh, we have to have it all together. We have to have it perfect before we can meet with someone else and think that we're going to lead them. Um, but the truth is no one has it all together. Um, no one but Jesus. And so I think the best way, I think 
as our mission statement is take the intimidation out of it. So many women, we don't do anything because we think, I don't have anything to offer. I can't do this. I don't have it all together. But what we do have is that we can point people to Jesus. We can point someone else to Jesus who does have it all together. And if we don't have the answer, we can say, I don't have the answer to that, but I'll find out for you. Um, And so just really... I think we're all unqualified, and that's where we want to be. We want to know that we really have nothing to give except Jesus and his word, and we can point other women to that. And so, yes, I think all of us um, tend to feel unqualified, but that doesn't need to stop us from mentoring and pouring into someone else. Yeah, I think the feeling of inadequacy, you know, it says in Corinthians that I am not competent of anything in and of myself, but my competency comes from Christ. And so the deal with mentorship and feeling incompetent, if I think early on in mentor relationship, it was a very performance-based thing for me. I wanted to show up with my mentor and have done my Bible study and shared Christ with somebody and had this awesome conversation with, you know, the person on the street and performed well. And as that's morphed mentorship for me and my inadequacy, I, I would tend to make people feel like projects because I was a reflection of my disciples. And I was a reflection of the girls who were following hard after me and I was following hard after God. And that has really morphed in the last 20 years to where the more I allow myself to be broken, you know, there's less of me and more of him. My inadequacy, honestly, has been the biggest platform for me. You know, my tendency to find my glad, sad, mad in food and being able to talk about my addictions and talk about my inadequacy apart from Christ. I have found that to be where people really connect. They don't want to hear how you have it all together. They want to hear how you failed and Christ has found you there and picked you up and put you back on your feet. So I would say, absolutely, I feel inadequate. And that's where I've been the most effective. That's really awesome. I feel like there's this common theme of like, we're all imperfect, but God uses imperfect people, um, especially in these relationships. So that's really awesome and encouraging. And I hope that encourages all of y'all too, because I'm sure a lot of you guys probably feel that inadequacy, but knowing that God works in that weakness is something that's really encouraging. So thanks for sharing that. Um, So Sophie, I have a question for you. Um, So Jeannie being your mentor, like what made you decide to find a mentor for yourself? Yeah. Um, I was looking for a mentor. Um, I needed help. I was, um, I had one little baby and then I was pregnant and I was working and Jeannie really just fell in my lap and that's not always going to happen, but the Lord just completely orchestrated it because we didn't have a program like y'all are getting. And I really wish this was around 10 years ago because it would have made life a lot easier for a lot of people. So I'm so thrilled about this program for mentorship for mentees and mentors because Watermark is just a wealth of women who want a mentor who are available and people who want and need to be mentored. So, but with Jeannie, I was on staff at Watermark. I was writing curriculum for elementary age kids. She was a volunteer in the program. And she was just in her faithfulness. Um, the Lord was kind of brewing in her mind to, to mentor people. And me and a friend were looking for a mentor. And she was kind of encouraged um, by her mentor to pass the torch. She tells me to pass the torch. I haven't really passed the torch yet. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still leaning on her. But I, um, 
I, I, it just happened naturally and really organically. And I, I wanted a mentor and it just came to me. So that's how it happened originally. And then we started, she started that young moms group and it was a monthly meetup started with just topical books and how do we treat our husband? What is submission really? That word just irks people sometimes. Like, but what is it really to be submissive to your husband in a biblical way? What about sex and in-laws and money? And we read books together and we discussed it and it started small with just a few young moms and it grew and my sisters joined and it just, the Lord really used it. And those, those friendships that I met through Jeannie are just treasures. I mean, we were kind of landed all around Dallas, but when I see him, it is just like, makes my whole day. Cause we went through so much together and learned so much through Jeannie and I'm still learning from her. But, um, that's where it, that's really where it started. That's awesome. Um, so this next, que- next question is for everyone. Um, so in terms of Christian discipleship, like what does that relationship look like for all of you guys? Like how do you use your time? And then like, does that look different from like person to person that you're mentoring? Um, and then kind of a follow-up question for that is like, how do you feel like God is using those mentorship relationships? Yeah, I think um, I meet with several different girls, um, and each one is a little bit different. Um, I sometimes meet for coffee or for lunch or find something that we have in common. There's a a girl that lives not too far from me, and we walk, and during those walks, we can talk and just um, have a great time together to just share. And so I think it doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to be so structured that you have to do this for so long, and you have to meet, you know, every week for six months. Every relationship is a little different, um, and every need is a little different. One girl, I'm really helping her just uh, learn how to study her Bible, how to how to um, learn how to do that, and have her quiet time. Um, so every relationship is different. Um, I can't remember the. I think um, what was the second? How to, how's God using it? I think. Um, you know, that we have in our head that it has to be a certain way. But every, just pouring into someone else can look differently um, with each person and what they need and what you need and what you have to offer and what you have time to offer. But finding something that is a common interest, something that you enjoy together and that you can just spend time doing it, it doesn't have to be so formal and strict and structured. I think in in recent years for me, clearly the last 21 years, I had my oldest turn 21 last week. um, It's revolved around motherhood. But there's so many um, areas of my life that I feel like up until I was a mom, all these principles were in play. And I think for me, mentorship is really just two things. You've got two hands. One hand is reaching out towards somebody that's older than you, that you kind of want to draft behind, that you want to kind of grab their coattails and kind of hang on and and follow their trajectory. And then the other hand is reaching behind you to pull somebody forward in the faith and to help them along. And I think mentorship at its best is seasonal. I think just like in in our soccer world, they encourage you to not sit under a coach for longer than two years. 
years, you don't want to build them, as Paul said in Scripture, to yourself. It's not Paul. It's not Apollos. It is God who makes things grow. And so think about this as a seasonal commitment of, hey, let's walk together for this summer. You want to date the people that you're starting to mentor and see if it's a good fit. I fell in love with Mel and Sophie when they were doing On Your Mark over here, and I just knew they were so excited about the things they were pouring into my children here. I'm like, what could I offer them? Well, they're just both new moms early in their marriages. Could we just get together and talk about that? And the wisdom that Donna Detter had poured into me through Creative Homemakers, I could turn around and learn to an even deeper level by giving it away. And so for me, mentorship, um, it's morphed, but it is getting together with people and kicking the tires. It's, it's looking at as kind of like a private, how are you physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally doing? And a lot of times when I meet with a girl, those topics come up naturally and where the felt need is. But how are you growing yourself intellectually? How are you growing yourself physically? You know, um, and sometimes you will mentor the people you mentor. You will come um, to understand you really have very common struggles. And so those struggles then give you that camaraderie. But then how are you working out of that? And so mentorship for me a lot of times is just those four quadrants. And then one of our favorite phrases that pays, um, we've come to love in recent years, is what do you want to start? What do you want to stop? What do you want to keep doing? So, you know, you just have these little checkups that you have along the way. And the most productive times for me are often in the car. In recent years, as I'm driving 16,000 carpools a week, I would just have girls come hop in the car with me. Or now at Sophie's stage, you know, now that my kids are older, if she's driving around, I could go hop in the car with her, you know, and let her do her errands. But having people come alongside you while you're cooking, just like in the front of this book that is just beautiful, and she starts true love, she talks about a recipe. And it's always easier to learn to make something if you do it with somebody. And so there are stages of leadership where I watch, I do it, you watch, you know, I do it, you do it with me, you do it, I am with you, and then you do it and I watch. And those phases of leadership are what discipleship and mentorship are all about. You kind of, they step into the kitchen with you, they might step into parenting with you, they might step into your relationships at work and how you manage conflict, but whatever that felt need is, that person just kind of gets in there and helps you fine tune that and make it better. Um, what it's looked like for me and how God has used it, I mean, I could go on and on, but basically it has just been a relationship and a bond formed over years. Um, never do we have daily touches or, or catch-ups, but just over years, um, she keeps tabs on me. She knows me. She knows my hang-ups. She knows my gifts and what I'm good at. She has encouraged those. Um, she just loves me. I don't know why. She's just like the biggest fan of me. And if, if you are uh, seeking a mentor, um, that's the, a wonderful quality about a mentor is a godly mentor, that they will just be in your corner and be your biggest fan. And that's what I've loved about Jeannie. And it's just really richly blessed me. Um, so sometimes it's looked like she meets me at Chick-fil-A with my four little kids when they were like age four and under, and she's just like chaos control. Sometimes it's um, when she knows I'm a mess. So one time she came over and helped me clean out my garage and helped me decide what to keep and toss. And then the best part was she hauled all that crap out in her minivan and took it straight to Goodwill because she knew that if she left it, I would like pick over it and pull stuff back and it would never make it to Goodwill. Um, she just knows me and, um, 
what else? We've gone to Canton together. We celebrate birthdays together. I surprised her with, with a friend. We surprised her and took her to a Michael W. Smith concert because she loves him. Um, lots of stuff, just a friendship and a bond. And um, there was one other thing I was going to say. Oh, we both love Sonic. So, you know, we, we always just grab drinks together, Diet Coke. You know, we're both, both addicts. The thing about Jeannie and the thing about um, a godly mentor is she just speaks scripture. It just kind of comes out of her mouth. And so there are things she has suggested I do or advice that I've asked her on. Most of it I've done. Some of it I didn't. And it's not that we necessarily agree on every single little thing. But I care what she thinks and I trust her opinion. And she really, for me specifically, it was motherhood and in that season of young motherhood. Um, but for me, she is single-handedly the person who has impacted my motherhood on earth more than anybody else because the things she taught me when they were just babies in preschool, I mean, they're still in my head, all those little genieisms, which really are scripture that she just kind of adds a little word here and there, <laughs> but she just, she has poured into me and I've, those things have stuck with me through motherhood now that they're a little bit older, um, what it looks like, I mean, so last week my, my oldest kid was, there were some mean girls at school and I just called her up and wanted to meet. And so I met her at her work and we talked for an hour and I'm just taking notes, you know, I'm sitting there on my phone taking notes of what she says, because like I said, she just kind of talks scripture out and I walk out with, with some more verbiage on how to handle this situation. And I just feel confident. I'm reminded that God's in control. Um, she's taken that same kid on Monday to help her with BBS. I mean, there's just a, we all love Miss Jeannie in our family. So um, I'm so glad about this program for y'all because there's so many people like Jeannie Cox in this body. Um, the biggest thing is I know that she prays for me. She, she's just a prayer warrior and that's probably the biggest blessing. Um, I know that I can call her anytime. I, she makes you feel like you're the most important person. I feel like I'm the most important person when I talk to her. And I know that anybody who talked to her would feel that way. But if you're a mentor or men, if you're a mentor looking to mentee some, if you're a mentor looking to mentor somebody, um, those are the things that really, that I just was the recipient of and the beneficiary of. It's really awesome. I feel like a couple of the themes that I heard were flexibility is really important. Like, you know, every meeting isn't just sitting down with a book and going over a curriculum. Like you're kind of meeting each other where you are. Um, and then I love some of what you were talking about with like almost the waterfall effect of like you're mentoring someone and then they're able to pour into other people. And then also the fact that like it's at the most basic level, it's a Christ-centered friendship and discipleship. So I love that. Um, it looks like we're about out of time. So um, I'm going to have Diane close in prayer. And then I'll go over some details of how you guys can really get connected and go through this program. So Diane, can you pray for us? Yes. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for each woman that is here. Lord, there is no mistake um, that she is sitting in this room tonight. And I just pray, Lord, that you would give each woman in here wisdom um, on who to... Um, reach out to, to be a mentor or a mentee, Lord, if that is something that you want them to do, Lord. 
And we most of all just want to run after you. We want to know that you are the one who has all the answers. And um, we want our heart to be in love with you, Jesus. And from that, everything else will flow. And so we, we just give our hearts to you, Lord. We surrender to you. And we ask that you would um, use what each woman has heard um, to make a difference in her life from this night. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.